It's the Saturday Friends Club. It's a Saturday again, guys. Let's hear it. Saturday. 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 I'm not doing this kerfuffle. Why don't you like to have fun? Yeah. Come on, Sabina. Come on, be part of the crowd. I've already spent like two hours with you guys. How much more fun do you think I want to have? Look, if you just like roll with the jokes, like we'll get through this faster. All right. Exactly. I want. I want to see. Like, show some excitement. Yay! All right. This is yeah. your All right. Yeah. Come on. Uh, yeah. This really is. This is. This is your week. This is your yeah. week to shine. I want to see. Like, ooh, come on. Let me I see. Mean, ooh. I'm not like a hundred percent happy with this pick. Let me. Uh, the, ooh. No. All right. No. What ooh. about an ooh? Ooh. What about a ooh? 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 Let's just call it <laughs> Hi, welcome to the Saturday Friends Club, where Sabrina's not going to be happy about her pick. Uh, I am Josh. That's Sabrina, as we said. Yep. Martin's here. I'm not happy about this pick either. Mags is here. I, I kind of like this one. No, I'm here. Uh, all right, and this week we are picking the, uh, the Disney-adjacent movie. It is. It is, it is Disney-adjacent. If you were to be around the Disney era, oh, they had... It was, it was Touchstone, which is owned by Disney. Right. So gotcha. it was okay. It was their okay. mature label. Oh, no. Yeah, well, it was. <laughs> they, it was. They actually had like people dress up like as Dick Tracy characters and go to, like... Was it Disney World and Disneyland, or yeah. it was just Disney World? Yeah, both of them. It was both of them. So, they yeah, they actually consider them part of Disney property. Apparently, the amount of marketing that went into this film is kind of... Yeah. Ex- Dream. Ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Well, we haven't even talked about what movie this is. Well, we've mentioned Dick Tracy about three times. Okay, sorry. It's Dick Tracy. Listening. Dick. Dick Tracy. But yeah, no, you had one of the biggest era stars of the era, or somebody who was trying really hard to bust into movies, uh, Madonna, and wasn't Richard, or not Richard, uh, Warren Beatty, or what were they dating at the time? Yeah, Warren Beatty. And Warren Beatty is all over this movie. Yep. Were they not? Oh, I don't know. All, um, I know he. I know he directed, produced, and acted in the film. Obviously, he was the star character. And he he super loves Dick Tracy, and is even trying to get a sequel uh, out still. Of course. Yeah, there's so this He's is a real star-studded cast here. Yeah, there are as we mentioned, Al Pacino, Dustin Hoffman. Oh my this God. is honestly yeah. God my favorite Al Pacino movie. Yeah, I know I that's loved, probably sacrilege, but I loved Al Pacino in this movie because you can see he's just having a good time. Yeah, he's <laughs> like just... he's doing his best impression of himself, and it's beautiful. Yeah. Hmm. So we, we should mention Dick Tracy is a super long running series, starting as a like collection of comics. Uh, also, also had a 1945 film in front of this one. Right. Uh, then we had the 1990s film, and then we have some one offs like Dick Tracy meets Gruesome. Dick Tracy versus Q-Ball and Dick Tracy's Dilemma. Were those like cartoons or movie movies? I bet that they're like low-budget movie movies. Let's take a look. Just click these on this IMDb disambiguity page. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Dick Tracy's Dilemma. That looks like a 40s. Yeah, these look like... These are all... Let's see. 1946. Yeah, Yeah, 1947. All late 40s. I love that 1940s style of like movie posters so much. <laughs> they are so good. They are mm. so good. That they look super. Yeah, but um, that is Dick. so. Dick, Dick Tracy obviously has a big background. Uh, Warren Beatty, as we said, big fan of it. So decided to go ahead and produce this movie uh, of our yellow-coated detective with a Tommy gun stepping at. Well, yep, did he ever actually dick. shoot a Tommy gun? I don't. I can't think of a moment he actually used a gun yeah. in this movie. There wasn't a lot of action in this yeah, movie. Yeah, he during the scene where the guys were coming out of the the bad guys were coming out in their cars. He he had a Tommy gun. Really, like the police. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't remember that. It was like the one thing where just like he was so like weirdly non-violent the whole movie. Uh, pretty much everybody would just show up and be like, "Oh man, Dick Tracy's here now. We're gonna go away. Time to go. <laughs> time to go 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 to the police station because Dick Tracy just showed up." Well, time to stop all the action. It's Dick Tracy. Oh, Dick Tracy! Sure. Yeah. But it was the fights. Yeah, there were yeah. there were definitely fights, but it was funny the number of times where they were just like, "Oh, the cops are here. I'm gonna do the right thing and actually go to prison." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let, let's go ahead and get into let's, it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, let's say, Sabrina, you had watched it. What what, were, what are your memories of Dick Tracy? I just remembered that they had really ugly looking villains and it was super colorful and I enjoyed those aspects of it. 
Um, I saw it like a really long time ago, so I didn't remember what the story was exactly about. I remember the little kid. I remembered his dame. And I remembered, like I said, how colorful it was and how ugly and funny looking a lot of the characters, especially the villains, looked. Mm -hmm. And that did not disappoint. It's still very colorful. And the villains have very interesting faces. We'll put it that way. All right. Who else had seen Dick Tracy? I feel like I watched bits and pieces of this, but never actually saw it. I, I remember watching it with my dad. And my dad was a big fan of, like, radio dramas. So we'd heard... Sort of like adjacent pulpy stuff, and I remember having seen like Dick Tracy comics in the the newspaper, our local newspaper. Still, occasionally, I think maybe only on Sundays in the color ones, maybe still ran Dick Tracy comic strips, and I remember them always being like the slightly weird ones. <laughs> you yeah, know, they were the ones of like I'm not laughing at the end of this comic. Yeah, where's like, the punchline? Right, they were like clearly like, in that very old style of like running a plot, like a soap opera. It was like Prince Valiant. Prince Valiant yes! was never, and then if you skipped one, you wouldn't understand what was happening. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Like those sort of soapy strips that would go on forever and ever and ever. Yeah. And I remember it far more cartoonish than it actually winds up being. Hmm. I remember it much more like the comics. Um, so watching it was uh, eye opening. <laughs> Martin, I never heard of. Or been exposed to Dick Tracy wow. before this film. He never had been subjugated to the Dick Tracy. I had never been. I've never been exposed to the Dick. Um, footnote: uh, Back in the old days, Dick was the nickname for detectives back in the day. <laughs> for those who don't know, taken to the detective. Yep, taken to the. Yep. Stop yeah. it. What? <laughs> I'm just taken to the D, man. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's go ahead and get into it. Let's go ahead and talk about some scumbags. Let's go ahead and deal with some organized crime in the Mob mean streets. Mobsters. The mobsters. Let's go ahead and Mobster, deal. Mobster, lobster. Never mind. Mob lobster. Ooh. Mob, <laughs> Mob lobster. lobster. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Mob lobster is actually a thing. It's from the Little Mermaid Disney series. What? What? We'll get into that some other time. Yeah, let, let's time for it. Let's just take... <laughs> Yeah, we should just do a series of, like, the Disney, we made this into a TV show, and it didn't need wow. to be. Mm. I, uh, the Mob Lobsters, like, yeah. my favorite. <laughs> I gotta find out. Anyway, not Mob Lobsters, Bob Lob... It's time for Dick Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm so I'm so disorganized. That's just, like, such good alliteration for me. All right, Dick Tracy time. Dun, 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 dun. That, that, that entire theme song is literally just starts with dun, 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 Through the entire thing. It's the least interesting theme song I've ever heard. Well, that's why I'm surprised he didn't go with, like, one of the actual songs that was in the movie. Yeah, it's it's trying really hard to sound ominous. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, it's not... Like, this movie hits this weird balance for me where, like, the cartoon, like, the comic is very cartoony. Um, and, like, you have these these mobsters with these, like, terrifying faces who are, like, supposed to be these jokes and it's very much like a pastiche, like this loving pastiche of the, the sort of thing. And this is not quite cartoony enough to pull it off with, like, some very few exceptions. <laughs> you know, and, like, the music is like that. The music is not going hard enough. Like, it's not committing to just being ridiculous. Even yeah. the Madonna music is, seems a little sedated, too. I don't mm. know. I, I kind of liked her songs in the movie, but... I'm not... I know this is, like... I, I'm just not a huge Madonna fan. So, like, that's like, I know, stop looking at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, for me, like, it's old school Madonna, which that's why I appreciate it, because later Madonna's kind of like, mm. yeah. yeah. Shall I read this one, Josh? Ah, sure, go ahead. All right. Dick Tracy is an American comic strip featuring Dick Tracy, originally playing clothes Tracy, a tough and intelligent police detective created by Chester Gould. The strip made its debut on October 14, 1931 in the Detroit Mirror. It was distributed by the Chicago Tribune New York News Syndicate. Gould wrote and drew the strip until 1972. 
since that since that time, various artists and writers have continued the strip, which still runs in newspapers today. Dick Tracy also has a hero in a number of films, notably one in which Warren Beatty played the crime fighter in 1990. And that is the 1990 American action comedy film based on the 1930 comic strip character of the same name created by Chester Gold. Warren Beatty produced, directed, and starred in the film, whose supporting roles include Al Pacino, Madonna, Glenn Headley, and Charlie Corsmo. Dick Tracy depicts the detective's love relationship with Breathless Mahoney and Tess Trueheart, as well as his conflicts with crime boss Alphonse Big Boy Caprice. Tracy also begins his upbringing of The Kid. Oh boy. So lots going on in this one. I will mm-hmm. say that speaking about the mobsters with their crazy names, like I know a lot of mobsters traditionally have like nicknames so the fact that they actually looked like their nicknames i thought was kind of an interesting touch character wise like i'm pretty sure they took that from the comic yeah i'm not nearly certain yeah yeah but i don't know i kind of like that touch where they have a nickname and the nickname makes sense because like flat was it flat top yeah yeah had a flat top (laughs) yeah he sure did small Mm -hmm. face had a really small face and a big head, so it was like really funny. To which they actually had to put a small child's like face inside of it, so it would be small amongst this like oversized uh, like prosthetic head that they made. Oh, did they? Yeah, that's how they they did that. That's funny. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and start down the road of Dick Tracy at an illegal card game. A young street urchin witnesses the massacre of a group of mobsters at the hands of Flat Top and Itchy, two of the hoods on the payroll of. Alphonse Big Boy Caprice. Big Boy's crime syndicate is aggressively taking over small businesses in the city. Detective Dick Tracy catches the urchin, who calls himself Kid, in an act of petty theft. After rescuing him from a ruthless host, Tracy temporarily adopts him with the help of his girlfriend, Tess Trueheart. So what's actually interesting about this initial start for the film is that there were three comics that were released prior to the film as part of the marketing campaign. So if you hadn't read the three comics, you're kind of already just like starting in the middle of the film and have to kind of figure it out from there. Okay, so what does the three comics give you? Sorry? Do you, did you read the three comics? I did not read oh, the okay. three comics. Okay, so there are three comics beforehand. Well, yeah. that just adds to how ridiculously long and complicated this movie is, but okay. Well, it does, I, it does I, go on for... Like that—that that was the one issue I had with the movie was the, some of the pacing. Mm. Well, yeah, there's a there's an odd amount of like back and forth and back and forth and back like, and forth. Like little 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 moments that are I guess are supposed to add to like Dick Tracy's character and then actual action moment. Like they they intersperse them weirdly. It just like. Seemed... Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 it's fine. No, I was just saying it seems that there are a lot of scenes that really meandered much longer than they needed to. Like, yeah. yeah, it's it's like. This is uh, built up a certain style of comic, you know, like these soap opera comics. And part of what makes them valuable is that they stretch a story over many newspapers that you have to buy. Uh, but that is not a satisfying medium, or that's not a satisfying way to tell a story in the medium of film. Mm-hmm. And I think that is very apparent. Which I think is sad because if you had Dick Tracy done as a television series, that would have actually Ooh, worked in his yes. favor. Yeah. Man, imagine uh, yes. like a Netflix Dick Tracy series. Right? Yes. right? Then you would have been able to play up those interactions and... Uh, yeah, and no, then... exactly. Like these serialized things, like it takes a very de- deft hand to produce them uh, uh, without sort of like adaptation sickness. Exactly. And to have somebody who's as big of a super fan as Warren Beatty is, that's not gonna happen. Like, he's gonna, like, he's an excellent filmmaker, don't get me wrong, like, he has a long and storied career, but, like, his priority is maybe not making a good movie that is about Dick Tracy, it's about making a cool Dick Tracy thing. Right. And he was a bit of a control freak, as we will get later. I mean, considering he directed and produced and acted, yeah, Yeah. I could see that. This is my movie. And, like, he's just not cartoonish enough to pull this off, I think. Like, he pays Dick Tracy very straight. And that's fine, but like not comically straight. Like you, everything, everything about this comic is over the top. From like the beautiful backgrounds and like the colors and like the the riot of zoot suits. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like riot. And then, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> left that just hanging there for anybody. Nobody, nobody, suit nobody. Suit nobody. Uh, uh, yeah, like uh, like the the fact that he plays him fairly straight 
and like without a lot of I don't know I don't know how you could have done that better but it just felt like hi I'm this flat sort of cardboard thing in this magical world of like rainbow zoot suits right it was like trying to infuse film noir into just like a comic like into almost like a real like comic book rainbowy pastel word and it just didn't work yeah yeah I think like he went to like the the like not ridiculous end of where you can take that stoic hero, mm-hmm. right? He's like, this is still a good stoic hero. I'm like, yeah, 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 but you're like playing in like make believe land. Like you have to like, you know, make fun of this. Like if right. you just play it like this, like he becomes not interesting because everything around him is like off the walls. It's all you know. It's crazy. It's over the top, and you have to play into that over the top. The the best thing I think one of the better scenes that happens near the beginning of the movie is when he's fighting that guy that has the kid, mm. and they're in that tiny shack, oh, and yeah. that shack is just shack like is side, to side, to side to side to side to side, and yeah. then he eventually knocks him through the wall, and it's this great like pan out of like that guy tumbling out of the shed and there's just the city landscape there. It's a really good look. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately they just don't do stuff like that enough during the film. It seems like they squandered a lot of the assets for that were built specifically for the film, yeah. especially the city. There was so much they could have done. God, with do you it. remember that scene where they pull from like the cafe and then go to the restaurant and like yeah. mm-hmm. hands out for the set? Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. yeah absolutely. It was Marvelous. The design, the design for this, the design and cinematography so on this movie are really good. Right. Yeah. I, I think that uh, it's probably something that we should get into, like the details later. But I feel like they, they, one of the big failings that they really could have done is make the city feel more real. Right. Be- more live. Yeah. Because because really there was nobody that lived in that city beyond Dick Tracy and the mobsters, the kid Tess, and you know some um, cops. Yeah. Right. I mean, it was... I don't know. That, that for me, that like that meant it kept that sort of com- comic booky feel. Oh, sure. Um, mm-hmm. Like, for me, like, obviously, I, I, that's a deliberate choice. I, I think it worked, but I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, I, I just feel like there there is... The city didn't feel alive, and there is so much character in that city right. that I want to see that come out more. I and see, it I would see. have helped to have come out with, with people that were there that would have been either partial to those to those encounters between the mob and, and Dick Tracy or just even a part of the scenery. Yeah, or yeah, just imagine if you walk down the, if there were just people milling about and walking around and there's just like everybody is zoot suited and everybody <laughs> is just like, you know, you're you got a whole bunch of like the little kids running around with newspapers just like, "Hey, boy, it's for nickel, hey," you know, just stuff like that. Just, <laughs> the little That's... kids also have zoot suits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to buy it for we're my rewriting newsies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> California, here we come. No, all right. Um, all right, so meanwhile, Big Boy coerces club owner Lips Manless into signing over the deed of Club Ritz. He then kills Lips in a cement overcoat, otherwise known as the bath, and steals his girlfriend, the seductive and sultry singer, Breathless Mahoney. <laughs> <laughs> Some of her dresses in this movie are... Oh, I will say what she's not wearing. It's like jazz. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? By the way, this is Madonna we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And she's doing this sort of breathless, like, yeah. um, uh, Marilyn Monroe this affectation the whole time. I'm Madonna. I mean, Marilyn Monroe kind of was her, uh... I mean, that's definitely, like, that pulpy era is, like, Dick yeah. Tracy. Like, mm-hmm. that's yeah. why that's... Yeah. yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. After Lips is reported missing, Tracy interrogates the three hired guns of Flaptop, Itchy, and Mumbles. Then goes to... Oh, God, <laughs> Mumbles. Interrogation scene with Mumbles is my, one of my favorite pieces of cinema, like, right now. So well, you know who Mumbles is, right? Dustin, Dustin Hoffman. Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman was amazing, and he was not treasured enough. Oh, so good. Then goes to the club to arrest Big Boy for Lips's murder. Breathless is the only witness. Instead of providing testimony, she unsuccessfully attempts to seduce Tracy. <sighs> Big Boy cannot be ind- indicted and is thus released from jail. I just, I love the cartoonish adherence to, sometimes, the cartoonish adherence uh, by the, the criminals to the law. You know, like the Dick Tracy's all like, I don't need a warrant. Like again, 1990 coming at, come at us with your uh, timely commentary. Yep. Uh, but um, police brutality before police brutality. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um. 
but it was about white people, so I guess we had to pay attention then. Womp womp. Um, was there even a single person of color in this movie? I don't remember, <laughs> and I won't say that that's... Mm. Like, I, it's incredibly possible that there's not, but I don't remember, and I didn't see the last 15, yeah. 20 minutes or oh, so. Oh, boy. This so. is America. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't like that. Oh, boy. All <sighs> yeah, right. Anyway. So, Big Boy's next move is to try and bring the other criminals, including Spud Spadoni, Pruneface, <laughs> Influence, Texi Garcia, Got Ribs names. Mocha, and Numbers. 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 Pruneface is one of my favorites to look at in the comic because it's just so amazing. Um, and I feel like, again, this is a case where, like, they toned it down. And I'm like, no, you're, it's a cartoon. Yeah. Play it up. Play it up. I, like, it may have just been very difficult to make look good. I believe that. What's <laughs> funny is that, like, Pruneface is the one that I remember. Like, of all of them. There's, like, square jaw, too, or something like that, who has, like, a rectangle for a face. And, like, maybe a little blonde hair on top. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know why if maybe, like, prune face became a short-term, like, insult you could put to a kid. But it's just, like, I just remembered that name of all the villains. I actually legitimately thought prune face was the bad guy, <laughs> like, of the movie. Because I just sincerely yeah. was just like, oh, that sounds like a bad guy. It's something face. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I hear you, Scarface. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, let's see... Splodoni refuses and is intentionally killed, leaving Dick Tracy, who discovers the meeting and was attempting to spy on it, wondering what is going on. The next day, Big Boy and his henchmen kidnap Tracy and attempt to bribe him. Tracy refuses, prompting the criminals to attempt to kill him in a cartoonish scene with pipes and stuff. However, Tracy is saved by the kid, who gets prized by the police with an honorary detective certificate, which will remain temporary until he decides to name himself. That scene where they're trying to kill him is very comical. Yeah. It is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, it, yeah, it's pretty good in the fact that it's just like, it is mega cartoonish to Warren Beatty being like, hey, get out of here. Leave. Yeah. This is one of the places where, like, you just tried real hard, and I'm like, yes, this is what I want from you. <laughs> Come on. No. What you doing, kid? Yeah. It's, yeah. And then, like, you get the scene where, the, like, a kid is, stealing, like, he's, when they're in the diner and they're feeding him, and he's like, no, you can't take me to school. Uh, yeah, it's it's very, like, 1940s orphan. Uh, yeah. Breathless shows up at Tracy's apartment once again. In an attempt to seduce him, Tracy shows that he's only human by allowing her to kiss him. <gasps> Tess witnesses this and eventually leaves town. Tracy leads a seemingly unsuccessful raid on Club Ritz, but is an, actually a diversion so that Officer Bug Bailey can All enter... All of the cops here are super Irish. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's, it's Officer Bug Bailey. Well, my family's got listening device. Gonna well, they've got like a Mulhoney and a, yeah, it's yeah. like <laughs> laying on some stereotypes real hard. Mm -hmm. Can enter the building to operate a, a secretly installed listening device so the police can hear in on Big Boy's criminal activities. The restaurant raids all but wipe out Big Boy's criminal empire. However, Big Boy discovers Bug and captures him in a trap planned by influence and prune face to kill Tracy in the warehouse. In the resulting gun battle, a stranger with no face called The Blank steps out of the shadows to save Tracy after he's cornered and kills prune face. Influ it's period. Influence. <laughs> it's <laughs> it difficult. It ended right there at the end of a sentence. I thought it was going to go on. Influence escapes as Tracy rescues Bug from the same fate given to Lips Mantis. Or Ma Lips Manless. And Big Boy is enraged upon hearing that the blank foiled the hit. Tracy tries again to get the testimony from Breathless. <sighs> that he needs to put Big Boy away. She agrees to testify. Only if Tracy agrees to give in to his advances. Even to her advances? To her advances. <laughs> so. Tess eventually has a change of heart. But before she can tell Tracy, she is kidnapped by the blank. 
with the help of Big Boy's club piano player, 88 Keys. Kate, played by Mandy Parkinson. Yep. Mm-hmm. Tracy is drugged and rendered unconscious by the blank, framed for murdering the corrupt district attorney, John Fletcher, and is detained. The kid, meanwhile, adopts the name Dick Tracy. Junior. 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 <laughs> Anything so far? Oh, well, the attorney guy was played by uh, Dick Van Dyke. Oh, nice. Ah. Didn't notice that. How did you not notice that? He talks in a very specific way. Hello, Governor. Oh, he did have a lot of makeup on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, he had a fake, like, mustache or whatever. Yeah. Um, But speaking of the cops, one of the... Scottish police guy, or are they Scottish? Or They're Irish? Irish. Irish. Okay, well, doesn't completely work. But one speaking of Speaking of Star Trek. Yeah, speaking of Star Trek. <laughs> one of the background cops that checks on Dick Tracy after someone attempts to shoot him uh, ends up being... O'Brien. O'Brien. Oh, God. <laughs> you can totally tell it's O'Brien. Like, like, his hair even looks the same and everything. I don't know, like, how far between this yeah. and Star Trek was. Yeah, you ha- you have to, like, look after it. He's just like, so I'm having problems with my wife. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, really, O'Brien? I mean, whatever your name is, cop. All right. <laughs> So, Big Boy's business thrives until the blank frames him for Ke- Tessa's kidnapping. God, that, that, that's just there. That all felt like a movie. Yeah. That, that mm-hmm. felt like a complete arc. Yeah. 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 It's still going, though. Yeah. It's literally just a cutaway. It's like, Dick Tracy's in jail, so now business is thriving. It wasn't before, and now it is. Uh, released by his colleagues on New Year's Eve, Tracy interrogates Mumbles and arrives at a shootout. Beside Big Boy's Club, where his men are killed by the police and Tracy. Abandoning his crew, Big Boy flees to a drawbridge and ties Tess to the gears before he's confronted by Tracy. Their fight is hailed when the blank appears and holds both men at gunpoint. Offering the share of the city with Tracy after Big Boy is dead, Big Boy takes advantage of a, dis- of a distraction and opens fire below. Tracy sends him following to his death in the bridge gears, mortally wounded. <coughs> the blank is then revealed to be Bethless Mahoney, <gasps> who kisses Tracy before dying. What a twist. All charges against Tracy are dropped. Later, Tracy proposes the tests when he is interrupted by the report of a robbery in progress. He leaves her with a ring before heading away with Dick Tracy Jr. <laughs> Such as Dick Tracy, the movie. I swear, you need to wear your glasses when you're reading stuff because... It's very far away and small. <laughs> yeah. It's like the reverse of Casablanca. <laughs> because, like, you ended the sentence at mortally wounded and then you started, the blank is revealed to me. <laughs> <laughs> the blank is mortally wounded. <laughs> Mortally wounded, comma, the blank. <laughs> oh, my God. Semicolon. Is revealed to be Breathless Mahoney. Mm. <laughs> oh, my God. This movie is so long. It's it's And it just goes and goes. Like, I expected more action out of this movie, and it's more just, like, running around. Haha, joke's on you. <laughs> you know, you, this should have taken a note from Small Soldiers. Could have infused just 30 minutes of action right at the end. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what this movie that, needed. Mm-hmm, yeah, uh, that would have bullshit yeah, would have saved a it. bullshit thirty-minute action scene. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly it. Like that was the problem I was saying with like more directly and fanishly making this movie is like Dick Tracy is a lot of dialogue. Mm-hmm. Just like Prince Valiant is like you're like oh dude, there's gonna be swords and horses and guys in armor, and most of it is like just talking. Mm-hmm. And talking, and like, talking. like their bubbles were so big in Prince Valiant, it was like it was ridiculous. most of the page. Yeah. yeah, like you'd get a small image. Yeah, so like, like you're squinting, going, "Is that a guy? That might be yeah. a guy." I think I see some sky there. Is that a I'm horse? A, uh, is that, I think I think I see a sword. Um, <laughs> uh, and so, like, but so the folks who really like it obviously care about that dialogue, and it's important to the experience of reading the comic. It is, however, not what people really associate PI movies with. So, right. like. It's this weird, like, pastiche of pastiche, and, like, it's very... Like, I was excited to see this movie, and a little worried, too. I was like, if they lean too hard into a bunch of stereotypes, it's going to be, like, super awkward to watch here again in 2018. Um, And then that's, I think, a little bit true and a little bit not. Um, 
like the fact that all the cops are Irish. It's like, like now that was funny when you wrote that joke, but it's not as funny now. And um, uh, but I was really excited for like this cartoonish action. I remembered it being cartoonishly actiony, and then you wade through all of this dialogue from people in you know prosthetic faces, and then you wade through some more dialogue. And people with prosthetic faces. And then you wade through some more dialogue in people with prosthetic faces. And then finally there's a brief action scene and then it's over. And then it goes back. <laughs> the dialogue with Breathless. So, there is a movie that Dick Tracy is based off of. And it's not based off of an actual, like, the writing. The writing is obviously Dick Tracy. But there is a movie that Dick Tracy is trying to emulate. It is trying to follow, and it does not succeed. That movie? Indiana Jones? No. Casablanca? No. The 1989 Batman. And you'd think, why is that? Well, simple. The reason is, is that everything around it tries to emulate Batman. Batman was the first movie that had an enormous marketing frenzy when it first came out. And what does this movie have? An An enormous enormous marketing marketing frenzy. Uh, Hey, guess who did the music in Batman? Well, it was Danny Elfman. Guess who's doing the music here? It's Danny Elfman. There are so many things tied up in this movie because Batman made a ludicrous amount of money. God, I hate how, like, especially though I want to say late 80s, early 90s, studio executives really just couldn't figure out what made a movie good. You know, they're like, oh, well, it failed because there was a woman in it. Oh, it failed because it was a pirate movie. Oh, it must have made a lot of money because Danny Elfman. Yeah. Oh. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love me some Danny Elfman. Like, no, harsh in the man, man. Well, I think that their takeaway on this is that the reason that we remember Dick Tracy at all is because of the marketing campaign. Probably right. like, true. You could not get a... I remember that period. You could not get away without seeing something that was Dick Tracy. There were toys. There was merchandise. There were commercials. There were things everywhere for Dick Tracy. Yeah, I don't a, remember mm-hmm. any of that. I very ble- briefly remember a time where using Dick Tracy as sort of like um, a stand-in for like Sherlock Holmes. Like when you're like, oh, way to go, Dick Tracy. You know, when you were talking about somebody not being very smart. Um very brief time where that was a thing on the playground but Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure that was just entirely the marketing campaign and granted this movie did come out in 1990 so i would be very surprised if you did consider yeah i mean because sometimes i can remember really old commercials like i said if my dad happened to vhs that movie at that specific time but like from 1990 i would have been two so yeah yeah Yeah. be a little early yeah he didn't record this movie this was a movie we would just catch on tv sometimes so as for the fun trivia uh, as we said uh danny elfman was on this movie i'm working with Beatty. elfman said warren was insane (laughs) (laughs) and this guy's worked with some crazy people yeah he's worked with mr spooky scissor hands himself oh boy yeah so well Danny Elfman, I think, does the music for all of uh, Mr. Spooky Scissor Hands. Mr. Mr. Spooky Scissor Why can't I think of his name right now? <laughs> uh, if you know who we're talking about, please. No, let's see. Uh, you're thinking Tim Burton. Yes. So, yes but you're yeah. actually probably thinking of the designer behind his work, whose name I can't remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who did all of the design for Coraline and Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, Coraline's so good. And oh. had, doesn't get the recognition he deserves for reasons just like me forgetting yeah. his name. But maybe he enjoys to stay in the back. Who knows? I mean, that could be. That could yeah. be why he's always in a Tim Burton production. Right. So this is the highest grossing career of Warren Beatty's career. Or the highest grossing movie of his career. Uh-huh. Which uh-huh. says a little few things. Uh, actually, what was the... We were looking at this, the movie before this one that was a colossal bomb. And actually, we found out um, was the cause for the reason that Coca-Cola does not have a production studio. They used to own Paramount. Really? But Ishtar went so bad for them. I don't even remember Ishtar. What the heck is Ishtar? Ishtar is like the details for Ishtar, 1987. Uh, Two terrible lounge singers. Yeah, two terrible lounge singers get booked to play a gig in a Moroccan hotel, but somehow become pawns in an international power play between the CIA, the emir of Ishtar, and the rebels trying to overthrow his regime. Oh, God. 52 on Metacritic. (sighs) 
I mean, for a studio tanker, 52 is not bad. 4.2 out of 10. What about on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, I'd have to go to Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, so, anyway, that's Ishtar. Uh, but yes, the highest of Warren Beatty's career. Uh, other fun stuff. Uh, Macaulay Culkin was considered for the role for the kid, but turned it down to do a film called Home Alone. Probably good, good, good choice. Yeah. Good <laughs> choice. Not that he looks any good right now. Uh, Catherine O'Hara, who plays Molly McCulkin's uh, mother in Home Alone, uh, has a cameo in, as Texie Garcia. Mm -hmm. Gene Hackman turned out a role to be Lips Manless because he couldn't bear being directed by Warren Beatty after ex his experience on Reds. <laughs> oh, boy. Seems that uh, poor Warren here is difficult to work with. Al Pacino stated that Madonna flashed him during rehearsals for this movie, opening her coat to reveal that she was naked underneath. Pacino joked that when he was old, if he was served with a beautiful smile on his face, it was because he was recalling the incident. I'm Al Pacino. Everything I say is probably bullshit. Hoo -ha. <laughs> Uh, one of the hardest characters for the makeup artist to create was Little Face Finley, one of the hoodlums killed in the garage shootout at the beginning of the film. The character, as created in the comics, has a normal-sized head with a face no bigger than the average adult nose. In order to create this effect, a child was cast as Finley and then fitted into an oversized body and makeup head as shown by behind-the-scenes photos. His voice was dubbed in the film, and cutaway shots where you could only see the back were done by a an adult actor. Nice. Uh, let's see. A, a two hour and 15 minute version of this film exists. Oh, uh, God. If you needed more Dick what? Tracy. As confirmed by Warren Beatty in an interview in 2002, he was forced to cut the film to the current one hour and 45 minute version at the insistence of then chairman Walt Disney Pictures De Jeffrey Kazenberg prior to release. Granted, he did state that this was actually three movies he had thought up that he had to cram into a single movie because he was afraid that he wasn't going to be able to make a trilogy. Oh, God. Granted, we know how long and, like, sporadic and crazy this movie goes all over the place. Imagine this is three movies. So Probably would have worked a lot better. It would movies. have, actually. If I'm telling you, if this had been a television series, it would have been excellent. The movie based on a comic book with the most Academy Awards with three, followed by The Dark Knight with two wins. This wow. actually has three Academy Awards. Well, wow. it's probably for set design. Probably. Mm -hmm. Set design and makeup, I bet. In costume, yeah. maybe? The costuming in this movie was excellent. Yes. On point. It mm -hmm. was a good movie to look at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, how about some other fun uh, stuff? Sean Young was originally cast as Tress Trueheart, but was fired after a few days of filming by Warren Beatty. Afterwards, Young publicly accused Beatty of firing her because she wouldn't sleep with him. Prescient! Prescient from the 90s! Though Deborah Ruff, Charlie Crosmo's mom, later disputed that by saying that the rumor was that she had become too demanding and they just decided not to put up with it. Beatty issued a statement saying, I made a mistake casting her in the part and I feel badly about it. <sighs> wow. Da 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 da. So, hey guys. Dick Tracy. I've been dicked. You know, no. You know, I'll say it's interesting. It's an interesting film. It's an attempt at film noir. I don't mind why, the fact that I watched it. Like, but ultimately it turned out, like, I definitely remember that it was one of those movies that came and gone. I, d I didn't remember people, like, saying, like, oh, man, you want to watch Dick Tracy? It's like. After it came out, nobody really talked about it. Yeah, it's definitely one of those movies that you just... I mean, that's part of the reason why I picked it, because I was like, no one ever talks about Dick Tracy. No one ever says anything about Dick Tracy. No one references Dick Tracy. And it was everywhere for a while. Yeah, and I, rem I remember it really well still. It was in my head, and that's why I wanted to watch it, because I was like, I haven't seen this film in forever. But I remember... It made an impact on me, I remember. So that's why I wanted to see it again. And in the end, like... Like I said, I thought it was too long. There were pacing issues. The storyline, I think, could have been shortened. But it's still, like, the parts I remember are the parts that, like, I still think are good. And, like, 
The color is so vibrant. It's a very eye-catching movie. The set design is really good. The costume design, the the makeup was really amazing. Um, I did end up liking the two songs that were in the movie that Madonna sang for her character. I really like them, especially the first one she's introduced with. Um, that is a really solid introduction. Yeah, for a character. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, other, like other than that, I think it's something worth watching, especially if you're a movie buff and you're really into like, like the stuff that normal, I, I guess most people aren't really into, like makeup and, and set design and that kind of thing. I think it's worthwhile to watch. I think it's a good thing to watch also as a, what not to do when making a movie. Um, I don't feel like you have to watch it, though, unfortunately. Like, I don't think it made an impact on the film world, really. Well, you'll feel good about this because the Academy Awards that it won was Best Art Direction, Set Decoration, Best Makeup, and Best Music. Nice. And, by the way, the uh, winner for Best Music was Steven Sondheim. Oh, so Steven Sondheim wrote those songs then, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That's why I like them so much. Ah. For the song, Sooner or Later, I Always Get My Man. Oh, yes. That, yes, that's the song that you're introduced to Breathless Mahoney with. Also, uh, the best actor in a supporting role was Al Pacino. Of course, of course, it, course was. it was. Hey, I didn't win, but guess what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Al Pacino. <laughs> <laughs> Al. I won this an is his legacy. <laughs> I won an Oscar once. <laughs> I can do it again. I'll win it. I'll tell you, scent of a woman. Oh, it's all about Dick Tracy. I gotta give me that. Give me that Oscar. Yeah. Al Pacino, if you're listening to this, I'm really sorry. <laughs> Love that you. doesn't sound like me at all. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh uh, boy. So watch me and Constantine. <laughs> the movie Constantine. I'm in Constantine. He's in Constantine. How many houses? He's many the Martin? devil in Constantine. Shit. I didn't, wow. If I'd known that, I'd have watched that movie. Yeah, we better watch Constantine, because I'm real curious how... I well, w- all right, that's on the list. Constantine. I, Another I mean, Al Pacino if we film. ever watch the Prophecy movies, Christopher Walken hey, is in it. Yeah. Except I don't, he don't, I don't think he plays a... Does he play the devil? Who knows? I don't know. I don't remember. Christopher Walken. There's only yeah. like eight ways to find out. Yeah. <laughs> If only I had websites up that would have that information. Oh, no, yeah. there were only places dedicated to, yeah. like, archiving details about film. Theme. I don't know what voice I'm doing. <laughs> Can we close this? It's like a little, little punchy. Urkel yeah. has Dick showed Tracy. up. Yeah. All right. Um, Dick Tracy, I guess you said your, your two pieces. I think overall we could say, I mean, it's interesting. It looks good. It has a good look to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the story and it doesn't stick a landing and okay here here's a point what what is Skim the through it what is the reason for uh breathless to frame dick tracy what why what's what's the what's the so reason she can have the the calf the like the venue right that's what she wants out of this but she wants dick tracy as well no i think she wants to use dick tracy like i don't think she's actually interested in dick tracy as a human being as a complicated complex human being i think she wants dick tracy so that she can get the like the venue and be safe from like having to like being because like the dudes she's with they're not like nice to her mm-hmm. like that's pretty obvious like al pacino is like sexually harassing these women as they're they're working for him like it's not a great oh, working God, environment that dance scene it's oh. super yeah. yeah i was watching that on the train <laughs> And I was like, well, I've made a mistake. <laughs> As a human being, I have made a mistake. In the, yeah, definitely. So I in think the, the motivation yeah. there, like, for me, that felt very clear. She wanted to be that out from sense. under the thumb of these abusive men um, and to finally, like, have control over that venue. Hashtag I think, me too. I think at the end, <laughs> I think at the end, she sort of was interested in him, but I think it was more for the fact that he kept. It's because he didn't automatically like fall for like, her. Like that he was the one people. good man or whatever. Yeah. Which again, I feel like that's uh, yeah. yeah. Well, but then we he also was... have the fact that we have Tess that's like, huh? Well, I just saw this. So I'm just gonna vanish for a while. But yeah, also, what is going on? Yeah. But also, like, it's like, fair for you to like draw boundaries with Dick because clearly he's not respecting you and what you need in your relationship. Uh, like y'all, y'all need to have a talk. But yeah, it's. I mean, I mean, I feel like. 
creating. I forgot what I was going to say. Um, hold on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is just a weird part where Tess is mainly just there so that Dick Tracy can go like, oh, uh, case, bye. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely think that like that woman, that role is there for that particular reason. Like it, to it, create tension and like, oh no, a woman to lead him astray. Yeah, I mean, it's, when it, it's the kind of like base level romantic conflict that plays. With I mean, when it comes to her blackmailing or not blackmailing, uh, framing Dick Tracy, though, what it was was that she needed to show that she was on the other guy's sides because she really wanted to take out the other guys. And also, she probably did it to keep him out of the way so she wouldn't have to worry about killing him to keep him out of the way. Because, like, in the end, like I said, she does seem to start falling for him. I think more for the fact that he kept, you know, saying no to her, I think was a big draw. And she realized he was a good person. Like, she wasn't like the men she was used to. So I feel like it was, in one hand, to get, keep him out of the way. And also so she could use his girl to black, to, not blackmail, to frame the other guys so they could actually go to jail. And then she could finally just control her own life, basically. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's that's what I got out of it. But I, I think that that's probably a point that, uh, that maybe that was in the cutting room floor. One of the parts that was yeah. sadly mm. missed. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. That's possible. So. Also, can you imagine that reveal three movies in? Right. Instead of just like, oh, oh I guess. Oh. I am faceless. Right. right. No. Yeah. I mean, I kind of figured it out by the end. You know, I, I actually like. It was one of those things that seemed so easy that, like, I discounted it. Like, I was looking at other characters because it's like, oh, it couldn't be her. Like, that just doesn't make sense. Like, it's got to be something a little bit deeper. And then when it was, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, can you imagine, yeah. but, like, a little bit more fun. Anyway. And, and besides, um, there is one particular point where you see, like, the back of their head. And it looks like the back of my head. <laughs> like, it was clearly a dude's head. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, it's just him. And later, it's like... That's a lot of golden curls in that head. Right. So yeah. I was like, mm. oh, they wouldn't do that. Oh, no, that's stupid. No, I... they totally wouldn't. <laughs> that weird oversight. All right, Dick Tracy. Overall, I think we say you could watch it. It definitely has a good look to it, but, you know, definitely there's reasons why it was one of those movies that came and went. Yeah, let it yeah. be one of those background watchy things. Like, start a puzzle and put Dick Tracy on. <laughs> You know, start an exciting uh, thousand-piece jigsaw puzzle. Maybe a nice Ravensburger. <laughs> exciting. Uh-huh. Start and put on, oh, put on some Dick Tracy to look at when you're bored of looking at the other thing. Exactly. And While you're working on your crime noir novel, just put on some Dick Tracy. There you go. And look forward to the idea that uh, Tracy is still looking to do a sequel. So There we go. He said it recently when going to CinemaCon. So. I, I mean, oh, but boy. who would play Dick Tracy? Because Warren Beatty is Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty would try to play. <laughs> Al Pacino. Pacino. But he's not. <laughs> but he's probably, I'm assuming he looks a lot older now. Um, I wonder. I mean, sure, but that doesn't mean that Warren Beatty doesn't have an ego. Well, yeah, I'm not mm -hmm. discounting that. I'm just saying it would be probably a bad idea. Okay, uh, Don Draper from Mad Men. I'd watch it. Yeah. I, uh, John Ham. Yeah, John Ham. Either that or get the guy that does Ant Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> and it. Okay. Andrew. Yeah, it, uh, okay. Okay. Uh, I don't need or to know. Aaron, his, Aaron. I don't need to know his name. In fact, I think it's better if I don't. What the Ant Man? Yeah. Why? I don't know. It was just making a joke. Oh. <laughs> Paul Rudd. Ah. Uh, uh, and and the so only that he would remain as anonymous to me as possible. Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, Paul Rudd, just because it would just be like the one of them is like the definitely Warren Beatty, like very cut and straight uh, movie. The other one is Paul Rudd being just like the best. Like yes, it is just like actually. a fun movie. Yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, and I guess that takes care of uh, the Dick and the Tracy. Yep. We, we covered this up in a yellow ribbon and uh, again, like he looked so awkward in that costume because he wasn't like, if you're wearing a bright yellow stainless, just stain resistant zoot suit. You gotta like have some. You gotta play that up. You can't play that straight. Like well, that doesn't work. It was just his trench coat that was yellow, and his hat. His actual suit was like a normal dark suit. Sure, fine. But if you're going to have that trench coat and that hat, like if you're not walking in it with confidence, you look goofy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, but he walked with confidence. 
Did he? The wrong kind of confidence. Well, anyway, yeah. You know who can walk with confidence? The wonderful people on our Patreon. Yeah. They should walk tall. Walk confidently. Walk proudly. So, walk this way. Talk this way over at Sat Friends Club slash, uh, or not, well, satfriendsclub.com is our website, but you can go to patreon.com slash satfriendsclub. Be one of the awesome people like Item Crafting, Rodea, Phoenician, Francis, Dan, and Chuck. Uh, our wonderful friends over here uh, that have donated across. You can be part of our group on Discord. You can get the episodes early. We give a big old dump of episodes. You like a big dump? Here's a big dump please, of episodes. Please don't. Oh. Please don't. Stop. Oh, now we just gosh. lost all of our followers. Can we? No, just the poop jokes. Once the no. poop jokes, I'm in, it's what? over. Whoa, who, who made it a poop joke? Jeez, I'm just saying we're having a large no. collection stop. of episodes. Stop. No, you stop. stop. You, Josh? A large increase of episodes posted on the Patreon. By the way, you could even RSS the Patreon and get the feed from there. I, listen, why are we? Why am I still being attacked? You're being a total dick right now, Josh. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm being a total detective as I tell you that you can go to satfriendsclub.com and Twitter over at satfriendsclub. Do you have something you want to recommend to us? Do you have some? Do you wonder if we're going to cover or have covered a particular episode? Tweet at us. Yeah, talk to us. We're there. You can actually see when we post each episode. By the way, we post on Saturdays. <gasps> Who would have guessed? I wouldn't have. Certainly I'm, not. I'm, I'm not a detective after all. All right, we haven't decided what our next episode shall be. We will be recording in a few weeks, so we will find that out. But we will post and mention. Uh, but we will get you a collection of wonderful new episodes that you can go ahead and listen to every week till then we will uh you will just have to wait you know it's only another saturday guys i believe in you you can make it through that week you can make it work till then sleep well everyone good night and good luck i'll get you this time dick tracy i swear i will